All right, man, what's going on? You know, it's another episode of uh, We Be Us. We Be <laughs> Us. We Be Us. Episode three. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm Brian. I'm Kashara. And we do this thing where we introduce ourselves every time. I don't know why we do that, but we do. So, um, what's your topic for today? So, for today, our topic is going to be moving away, like, from your family, where you're from, and your friends. Okay. So, for us, we moved, like, how many years ago? Four. Four. Four years ago. And mm-hmm. before, when I was telling everybody was about to move, like, all my family and friends was like, that's too far. Um, you know, we're never going to see you, blah, blah, blah. First of all, we only moved an hour and a half away from where we're from. Yeah, it did us. So, while it's out of state, it's not really that far to get to. Nah, hell no. It's a mock train. Exactly. And second of all, niggas wasn't really visiting me that much when we were there. Right. So, it's not like... It was like, oh, uh, so you fucked up the relationship. Yeah, it wasn't like, you know, I was stepping out and now you just really never going to see me. It just was kind of like an extension of what shit already was. Mm-hmm. I mean, me personally, I'm I'm nomadic by nature. Like, um, before my grandmother died, rest in peace, uh, Christine Davis. Before she died, she always said that I would expect you to move off somewhere in the Oregon or something, and then you just give me a phone call every Christmas and Thanksgiving. I was always naturally wanting to be by myself and go do shit by myself and go explore shit by myself. I don't necessarily need the comforts of a family, and that's the issue that we had. I'm mean, what I mean. Yeah, I just I mean, it's what it is. I don't. You mean extended family? I lose people all the time, so. You confuse me and the kids. Life goes on. If I'm going to be cold-blooded. And I'm looking at you dead in your eye right now. Right. The absolute shade. But life goes on, my nigga. I got to be real. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend or act like um, it's dire that that I'm going to never be myself again because we're not together. No. Well, you wouldn't lose the kids in that. I'm always that way. If I have a child that doesn't love me, I'm still going to love them. But it's not going to affect me. You're still me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going I'm, I'm to... I'm the type I don't care about what you think about me. So you not loving me doesn't stop me from loving you. When I see you, you're still going to be my child. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as far as the moving aspect of it, um, this was tough for me. Um, so we, we live as West Virginia. It, it was tough for me the first year because... I was not divulging the information. Huh? I was not divulging that information on purpose. I mean, West Virginia is a big state. All right. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, you gonna come to West Virginia, man, just make sure you, you know what I'm saying... Spark up some, we'd be alright. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we moved out here. First year, it was alright. I ain't, I said first year was tough. I was lying. First year was alright because I ain't work here. Right. I just drove to and from here. Um, second year, 
Um, my car stopped fucking up, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had to get a job in town. So I got the post office, and that's when it kind of became tough because I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't be honest with you, I couldn't translate white people. Mm-hmm. Like coming from D.C., coming from Prince George's County, shit like that. Um, is it predominantly black? So like. I don't know how. I feel like it's honestly a bubble. Like you don't even realize. Like you know, yeah, I don't you know how to talk to white people. To the like statistics, like you hear that we're supposed to be the minority, but when you grow up in PG County yeah. and DC, like you don't notice. You were like yeah, in a bubble. See, like right, you, you see, see white people. Right, but you see you niggas feel all like up. it's yeah. them everywhere. You feel like it's y'all everywhere. It's us everywhere. Hey, did ass. You see like niggas. You see niggas all the time. Like, like I mean, you like for instance. Uh, here, right? This is what I noticed. I went back down there one day after being here for a while. And I was like, damn, all the tellers in this motherfucker white, right? That's me being in here. Mm-hmm. So I went to Navy Federal down there, right? And all the tellers was black, oh. but one, one was white, right? Oh, I remember that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of crazy that, you know what I'm saying, being a part of a big city that's majority black, you don't realize how, how like, in in essence, you're, are, you are the minority, right? But you don't get it until you move out of that area. Yeah. Because, like, of course we see, and we both used to work at a museum in D.C. Right. You see white people. We see white people all the time. Tourists, right. people that work Corny there. You see white people on the train, going mm-hmm. places and stuff. You With see the them. With the Washington, D.C. Oh, my God. Those used to blow <laughs> the shit out of me. I'm not even about to lie. T-shirts, I hated tourists. When, I, when you work at a museum, first of all, being from that area, you just don't like tourists. tourists. You don't want to see them everywhere because they always got them them I love I heart D.C. shirts yeah, and shit. It's irritating. Shit. And they yeah, always be asking you about fucking... Um, well, I can't think of it now. The chili, chili bowl. Ben chili bowl. Yeah, Low key, like, Ben chili bowl. Nasty. Okay? If you're not from here. I need that, Ben. It's not good. It's really not. I've been one time and, like, the chili was okay. Like, it mm-hmm. was edible. The first time I went, it was, like, nasty. Like, people slice it from, from when you're not from here. They right. just slice it. But it's not. It's not all that's cracked up to be. But anyway. Seeing the tourists, you know, you know it's white people everywhere. They irritating, but you know they everywhere. But moving here, it was a complete adjustment. Like, mm-hmm. I when I first when we first moved here, I worked here, and that was an adjustment. Yeah, you don't want to work here. I was like yeah. one of two, three black people. Facts. And the fucking That's how it the is roster, now. the employee roster was like fifteen. Facts. So like, it was it was you know it's not that many of us. You know, and then what we noticed a lot, it wasn't a lot of uh, black couples. Oh, yeah, yeah, All the couples that's wi- are... Uh, <laughs> that's wild, right? Uh, All uh, the couples is like a black man and a white lady. Right. Or um, what, what, Spanish. Which is crazy because, like... Spanish guy and a white girl. All right, so it's a rack of... Uh, it's a rack of people. Like, we... Like, D.C. Uh, can I say a million? D.C., know. Maryland, Virginia. Can I say, like, a million? Maybe. All together? Yeah. I'm gonna make a, a random ass number. Say it's a million people in there, majority black, right? Up here, black people are like 
six percent. Mm-hmm. Like you know, every nigga that's black up here, right? I think that was of the state, though. Was that even of? Like, yeah, that's of the state. <laughs> that right. Of the so state. it's like six percent, right? Six percent of these niggas. Well, six percent of niggas are here, <laughs> right? So, or six percent of of them are niggas. So, up here, but you see more interracial couples and more interracial babies mm-hmm. than you do down there. And like it's a like that was a shocker. Like you come up here and you be like, "Oh shit, it's a little white girl." Oh, that baby black. Mm-hmm. Then you keep going down the X aisle. Oh shit, it's another little white girl with another black baby. You go to the next store. Mm-hmm. You like what the fuck? Yeah, did us and that shit took like that shit took like some adjusting to get to. Um, for me, it felt like. Um, once I started to learn that, like, um, white people kind of got, like, a stereotype, but then they don't. It's like they just really trying to figure you out. Mm-hmm. It's like they nervous. You know what I'm saying? Because to be real with you, the only time I ever, like, had white people I interacted with before up here was, like, supervisors. Right. You get you know the supervisors, the high-ups be, be white. Yeah, and, and that's not always even the case. Correct. Like I've had GMs and shit, and they and they fucking black. Right. But you know, for me, it's been supervisors and shit. So my majority of the supervisors or the nigga that owned the company or some bullshit mm-hmm. like that was white. And then like up here, the regular ass niggas that doing the everyday jobs that you do is white. Right. Right. So you see them every day. You get to know them. And then up here, I'm starting to learn. Like, I got coworkers that got, like, um, four kids and four, um, three out of the four kids got a black significant uh, other and black kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's wild. It is because, like, where we from, like, it's not unheard of that a black man got a white baby, baby mother or a girlfriend or whatever. It's just few and far between most of the time. That nigga baby mother black or his girlfriend or his wife right. is black. We don't use we ain't see it. Here is like bro, I'm saying every like, you know, every other couple. Right. And it just wasn't adjustment because it just, I just wasn't seeing that all the time where we from at all. Right. So I I'm I'm a I'm gonna make a statement, but I'm gonna also preface it before I make this statement. Um so so me and my wife, right, we are uh, Afrocentric, right? We just different levels of Afrocentric, all right? So, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say the word I want to say. I'm just going to say you're a little more militant <laughs> about being Afrocentric than I am. I don't even think that's true, but okay. Then being Afrocentric than I am, where I'm more loosely black, right? Like, I mean, if I fuck with you, I fuck with you. Right? I don't. Dislike white people. I have plenty of white people. No, that I, I didn't say you don't dislike white people. I'm not saying that at all. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So my point is, I I said that all to say this, mm-hmm. right? So when I first started working here, uh, it used to be this white girl that gave me a ride back to my house, right? And she was about to drop me off, and while she was bucking the corner. In the car coming towards us was a group of black women. 
all giving her the oh you fucking with <laughs> a nigga face. Explain yourself, ma'am. Explain myself. Don't yeah. have something to do with me. I wasn't there. So you understand they plate. I understand they play. Yeah. I'm not out here. Con- I haven't. You're had- not out here confronting white women. No, that's not what I'm saying. I do <laughs> definitely confront white women when they need to be confronted. But I, I do that across the board. Anybody when you, you know, need to be confronted, conf- I'm confronting you. I'm that kind of person. But right. What I was say- what I was trying to say is that I'm not out here competing for my black men with not only black women but also white women. I have mine. That's locked down. That's right. to the death of me. But I think, and I'm speculating, honestly, I think speculating. that... Speculating. Man, speak on it, man. No, I am, for real, because, again, that's not my plate. That's, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to say, like, if it were, maybe this is why. Why? Because why it, is it a big deal? Because I think... to be fucking with a white girl. Because I think, A, right to it. a lot of black women want to keep it, you know, in the race. That, that sounds terrible to say, but a lot of black women want to keep it that way we want to we want our husbands to be black we want our kids to be black we want a whole family dynamic where everyone is understood there's there need not be any explanations that's not hella political my nigga i ain't gonna lie to you speak the real i am and i'm about to get to the second part and then the second part of what i think is is frustrating is that white women are put on a pedestal they okay. are put on a pedestal, they're easygoing, they listen to their husbands, they're this, that, and third. Whereas, I think a lot of black men aren't even realizing that they're putting a lot of their own, like, misconceptions on black women onto black women that they haven't even dated. Like, you can't sit here and say, all of us are angry. I know plenty of timid black women. Black women mm. who just go with the fucking flow. They don't want to start arguments. They don't want you to just end it there. And that doesn't mean any less black than I am because I'm going to tell you I ain't fucking with this shit. Right. So I think, you know, that's an issue. So I think sometimes when black women see it, it's like, yeah. you had all these black options and you went for what you thought was going to be the easiest. You can argue what you're saying. You can push over type shit. Yeah, or even if they think like, you, you had all these black women as options and you went with... The trophy joint. The joint that you were never allowed to have back in the day. So now you want. Now it's but that's, coveted. That's how it is. Like, say a nigga never had sneakers. And now uh, he got a footlocker in his closet. Right, but I get. I don't even think people are realizing that those are like trickle-down effects of slavery. Because it is. Sneakers? No, not even just sneakers. Because, well, I mean, if you want to talk about that, then poverty in general, yes, is a trickle-down effect. Mommy. Yep. That's a first break right there. Alright, we got kids, my nigga. We be right back. Alright, man, we back, you know. Um taking it. You know what I'm saying? Nigga should call me like the Bruce Lee of uh whooping ass. Because <laughs> it's all in here. <laughs> it's what I'm saying. It's all like it's all like bravado type shit. It's all like, <laughs> whoa, right? It's, all I gotta do is be like, hey, and then yeah, just like, yeah, then time. like flex a little bit, and they be like, oh, this nigga really about to fuck me up. <laughs> all right, so besides anyway, that. Anyway, so I was saying that um, I think you know it, it's white women are coveted, and I'm not even saying white women make white women make bad partners. I can't. Speak on that. That's not my life. <laughs> not your forte. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I just feel like, you know, it is what it is. A lot of black women feel that type, feel some type of way. They feel like they could have been, they could have been picked, and you went over. Not even just that it wasn't specifically them, but it wasn't even your race at all. Mm. But I wanted to talk back on the moving here and okay. how we usually tell people that you know, not only was this like a really good decision as far as our family, like it really has. Life has been easier here than it was when we were out when we was back in DC, and I don't know. It's just calmer. Like the the area that we're in, it kind of like it opens you up to like having a big family. We have four kids. Mm-hmm. It opens you up to having a big family. It, it allows that back, mm-hmm. um, you know, back in like Fort Washington and Chevrolet and stuff. If you don't got bread, you ain't able to buy a house. You're not Fuck able. No. You really not even able to. Like and I stay home. We live on we live on one income Facts. and still take care of four kids. Facts. And that and the area that we live in allows that. And I think that a lot of people don't mm-hmm. want to hear me out when I'm saying like this is And I pay baby mama support. And that's why I said you're able to support all four kids because that I'm gonna start calling that baby mama support. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, people don't even listen to me when I'm saying that. And when I'm telling other people like, you know, you should come out here you know, it's this, that, and that. And not just that I've told friends that, but I've told other family members that, you know, you should come out here. And mm-hmm. not for my benefit, but for yours. Because yeah. it is it is cheaper. And that there are jobs. And then if you want to keep your job back in Maryland, D.C., keep it. You can still get back and forth. Yeah, facts. And then honestly, I think, and that's something that you say a lot, that people, like, sometimes thrive when they're not in their, like, natural habitat. Sometimes moving away from where you was born is better. Yeah, when I be saying that, I be like, sometimes you got to understand that um, just because it's familiar to you doesn't mean that it's great to you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're not going to be able to, if you can't eat how you want to eat, find some place else that you could eat better. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you, if you're going to go to my, to give an example, using restaurants, right? Um, If the only restaurant that you can eat from is like, Cheesecake Factory, but really you can only afford an appetizer. Why not take your ass to Applebee's, where you can afford two meals mm-hmm. for the same price as that appetizer? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You gotta think logically. You gotta think smart. You gotta think. It's not even think smart. Like I don't. You just gotta think, nigga. You ain't even think smart. You just gotta think. Like that doesn't make sense, bro. Go ahead, make sure you got everything set straight and then keep moving about your business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit here and <clears throat> complain that, damn, why the fuck I'm doing this and why this cost so much? You know, blah, 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 blah. Yes, there's a whole world, right, and that you can live 50, in. Just these 50 states. Not even right. just that. Correct. Imagine, you know what I'm saying, niggas playing Sims in real life. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole world that you can just say, fuck it, I don't want to be here no more and go to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The problem is people get like very comfortable. And I'm not, I'm not even about to lie. I was comfortable where we was at. I knew my way around. Right. You know, I, I knew most people. Like, it was hardly a time where I went out because I lived in, you know, I lived in D.C., I lived in P.G. County, and that's a rock of places. Right. And I lived in um, Silver Spring and Tacoma. So, it's like, every time I went somewhere, I knew, I saw somebody. I went to four fucking different high schools. You know every fucking body. And it's like, you I know, know I was... Montgomery County life. 
<laughs> I was very comfortable at where I was at mm-hmm. because everything was, you know, a hop, skip, and a jump away on a metro. Mm-hmm. Or we all we were driving. Like, it wasn't, everything was very comfortable. And when he first said, you know, let's look into West Virginia, I was like, no, we is not about to move to no fucking West Virginia. That sound real hillbilly. Niggas about to get, you know, high and shit. Like, yeah. we not about to do all it that. Is. You know, that sounded wild to me at first. And then we started looking it up. And then I was like, damn, it actually could be pretty chill. Like, when we first moved out here, our first apartment was a two-bedroom, two-bath for what? 775? 775. 775 for a two-bedroom, two-bath. Oh, two utilities bath. included. Oh, you said, but no, it wasn't. Oh, we paid water. We paid electric. Electric. Huh? Yeah, we paid electric. And... That was crazy to me because we had a one bedroom in Suitland one bedroom for nine eighty. No carpet. Right. Yeah. Did us. And it was bullshit. And then we gotta pay all utilities. Right, we was paying all fucking utilities. Mm-hmm. And that was crazy. To come in out here and that... pay right. <laughs> and to come out here and pay, you know, two hundred dollars less for more. Yeah. And I was just like, This is crazy. And then not only that, it just felt like a little bit more of like a community and granted I wasn't raising kids there yet because they were very little when we was when we was back in Maryland but now I'm here and I'm like in there they go to school so I'm like in the PTA and all of that stuff go ahead speaking of hood shit right there's something that happened to me the other day so I was doing a um so I'm a passport agent right so I was I was looking at people passport applications right and so they from like the hood right but they here so we was talking and shit. So it was two females. We was sitting here just, you know what I'm saying, chopping it up. And so she was like, shit, I got to go to the car to get my um, my card because it's in my other wallet. You know, you got always had two wallets. <laughs> and I was like, nah, you don't need two wallets out here no more. And I realized that every nigga that ever been in the hood had two wallets. Because you felt like, hey, man, if something ever happened. I'm gonna get this nigga this face, this fake wallet, and you can have all that, and no matter what. It was a lot of shit we had to like unlearn when we got here. Yeah. Like you left the key. We left the, y'all. We left the keys in our apartment door before, and I think it was like six o'clock in the morning or something. The neighbors were going to work, and they just rang the doorbell and were like, "Hey guys, you left your keys in the door," and I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that's crazy. Like that's not." Thanks. Yeah, and that's not to say where we was living that somebody would have ran up in our shit, but they probably wouldn't have given a shit to tell us. They would have been like, well, they'll see it when they open the door. Because I would have thought that same shit. Would Y'all see it when y'all open the door. But I can't say that neither, because I'm going to contradict what I just said. Because we, when we lived in Suitland, we lived in the hood, like Parkway Terrace type shit. Like, at one point, your friends didn't even want to come through, because that shit was a day. Everything... End. And I know y'all be listening to this, but everything outside of Montgomery County is the hood to them. Literally. Every fucking thing. But it was the hood, though. The second. Okay, but the hood, people, what people don't realize about the hood is that it minds its business. If you that's mind yours, it minds its. I ain't never and been. And that's it. I carry, a double, I carry two wallets because my man's and them got robbed. I never got robbed. I've never been robbed. You know what I'm saying? Knock on this bed. <laughs> But I've never been robbed, my nigga. So, I just want to understand how you couldn't survive in the hood. Because I'm good. I just be, like, you see niggas on the block, you just say, what's up? 
You look at them all. Exactly. And you'd be like, hey, what's good, cuz? But I think what makes it, it easier is. for us to survive there is that we was born there. We've lived there as children and adults. So we know how to survive there. If you if you only used to Montgomery yeah. County, which, you, I mean, some of it if is. You grew up you know, in the jungle. A little rougher than other places. But most of it is. I don't know the Montgomery County struggle. It is not. It's a suburban life? A lot of it, yeah, can be. I mean, it's it's a. There's nothing wrong with that, right? It's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I'm not even trying to downplay nobody's lifestyle, but any for for at least my friends, you know, a lot of things outside of Silver Spring and Tacoma is the hood, and you know, it's that running joke that you know, Wardorf is a whole another country. But if I'm gonna be real to, um, me being a PG nigga, you know what I'm saying my my family from Southeast. Huh? Just say it. Stop scratching. You can My hear. bad. I got eczema. Alright, so anyway. Uh, me being a PG nigga, my family from Southeast type shit like that. When when you hear like, when one of my men's be like, yeah man, I got this bitch I fuck with out of Montgomery County. To be honest with you, we think like, it's like a girl girl. It's not no hood chick, right? Oh, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? We, <laughs> it's like being a, from PG County to still make you girly girl? It does. But it's like, I I explain it. It's like it's like when you say she from Montgomery County, you're not expecting. You expect her to be prissy. Yeah, there you go. You're not like I'm personally. A little stuck up joint. Yeah, right. She a little joint like uh, you know what I'm saying. Um, we ain't about to fight type shit, right? While the PG County and the motherfucking DC girls like. Nigga, what's good? But it's it's also prissy chicks there. Right. But majority of them is like, majority of them is like raised by a strong mother <laughs> <laughs> type shit. Where you got her to wreck <laughs> their ass, like that ass, like, and that's sometimes that fu- that's what fuck up uh niggas like when you was talking about the black and white dynamic, mm-hmm. right? Um. A lot of the women, does you know what I'm saying, black women take after their mother, which is not necessarily a great thing because it doesn't necessarily uh, help you be with a strong man, right? A strong woman doesn't help you be with a strong man. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all both can't be strong. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think in relation to what you're trying to say with that is... That like I can't the, be the fighter and you the fighter. Right, but I think when you when you have when you're making that comparison between black women and white women, white women get to be softer because the world isn't against them. The world is for them. Right, A lot right, of right. policies and things work literally in their favor because their fathers, their uncles, their grandfathers were what, making those rules. What they gotta do with these hands? Though? I'm just saying it makes it so they're <laughs> able to be softer because they don't have to fight. You know, they don't have to fight the world. Whereas black women do. But they're just aggressive white women. I'm not saying that they're not aggressive, but they don't have to be as aggressive or or not for as often as black women are portrayed to be progressive. I mean, aggressive because we're constantly having to, not only we have to, you know, be wife, mother, all these things, which are also things that white women do, but we also... Yeah, there's some single white parent. Right, but I'm saying there parent. are, sometimes there's the, right, there's the single mother dy- dynamic. There's the, you know... Whatever the fuck, your father incarcerated dynamic. There's a whole bunch of things that play into why why black women are, you know, perceived as aggressive just because they're guarded. Because there's so many things that are environmentally fucking shit up for them. Right. And I get that 1,000%. 
I understand that. Um, I can't even look. I'm not that type of nigga that be like, my my black girls be this 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 because mm-hmm. that's what I love about black women, right? I'm a I'm a hood specialist. Like you, I every time you say that, I really be like. You do realize that we're married, right? So when you call yourself a hood specialist, hood specialist. that means that I fall into said category. I'm just saying, you know. But I like, can, what if? Okay, if so if we had a hood, if we had a hood basketball game, I'm hood, dropping thirty. A hoodathon. Yeah, a hood. <laughs> you know, if it was a hood the uh, Olympics, <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I'm out here trying to break the world record. Cause okay, so like, what? I, I, it's not that. All right, so this is what I'm. This is how I translate. Um, a aggressive urban woman, mm-hmm. right? And this is, but the the thing is that we're not hearing this from a man who's unattracted to that. We're hearing this from a man who goes for that shit like a shark in blood. No, that shit is like that shit is a layup, right? I know how to talk to uh, a hood. That's what I'm saying. This uh, is urban this is aggressive woman, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's amazing to hear it from you when you when you explain it, but then sometimes I also do want to hear it from. Black men who, who, I can, I can you both sides. Who don't find it attractive? Okay, but give me the one where you're attracted to it first, because I love hair that one. What it is is, um, all of that like neck rolling and eye rolling and clapping. It's a protection, right? It's like uh, you're not gonna take advantage of me type shit, and I see right through that a thousand percent. To be honest with you, for me, um. It's like a it's like a vulnerability because once you crack that once you crack that nah nigga fuck you la 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 right once you crack all that like the passion that same nah nigga fuck you la, la, is now your passion their passion for you and so it's this it's that's what I'm saying it's not it's not like. It's not. It's not a negative, right? Mm-hmm. Because also, I like to fight. I'm a. I'm a wild spirit. Myself. Yeah, right? he likes to argue. He likes to rile me the fuck up. Yeah, I'm. You know, he know every little thing he. I do, don't give a fuck about an argument. He does not, and that should be pissing me off because I get I real sleep. disrespectful. Why he go to sleep and y'all? That be the most shit that pissed me the fuck so off. So what's going on for breakfast? <laughs> Because he will go to sleep and I'm fucking heated. A bitch can't sleep no more. I'm mad as shit. This nigga over here peacefully sleeping and then I want to stab him in his sleep. Because how the fuck you going to peacefully sleep and I'm mad at you? The disrespect. Then he won't wake up in the morning like, oh, babe, I don't even know. Like, he be, he be mad? like, right, why are you still mad? What was even the argument about? And I'm like, nigga, you shit. said A, B, C, D. Fuck you. I don't fuck with you no more. <laughs> you lucky we still married. Like, I be like that. <laughs> So, I be mad as shit when he be riling me up because it only ends in him being chill and I'm irritated. Hey, my nigga. When it get good, the kids get the going. You feel me? You hear that in the background? All right. We be back. All right. Oh. So you were telling us back to the video, baby. <laughs> so you were telling us why you you call yourself a hood specialist. Why you're oh, attracted to it? Yeah. All right. So. All right. So um, um, attraction. Like I said, for a hood woman, 
I feel like women are still a woman in essence. In she, essence. What I mean is, she's still timid. She's still insecure about stuff. She's still a woman, woman, right? And the difference is, you got to like a, a barrier to get through, right? Mm-hmm. So, I've learned that the barrier to get through, once you get through that barrier, you know what I'm saying, the love there is passionate. Um, the reason why niggas don't fuck with hood chicks it's because the barrier you have to get through to get that. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's a like it's overwhelming. Like when if people if uh, if you if you a guy that has grown up in a household where the dad runs the entire household and the mom just um, is there as support. When you come up to a woman that's that that's aggressive. Right? Mm. It's like, why are you acting like that? Right? It's weird. Why are you acting like that? Why are you talking like this? Why are you coming at me like that? You're a woman. Right? Okay, so you think most men who are attracted to, who aren't attracted to, like, hood women, as you say. Right. It's because that's not what they saw in their mother. Or right. That's not, the, that's not the, dynamic that, the dynamic that they grew up with. Correct. They didn't grow up with that dynamic. They didn't, they weren't... Like, their mother was, like, passive. You know what I'm saying? And that's how they grew up. It's not that passive is a bad thing, especially as a woman. Because uh, as a man, you should be able to take care of your woman. Right? You know, you know I don't... This one I don't like. Everyone doesn't have to be a fighter. Don't... If you're not a fighter, don't be a fighter. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. Right? If you are a fighter, be a fighter. That's it. I don't want you to sit out here and act as though that you gotta, you know what I'm saying? You gotta start caping for some shit that you're not really about, right? Mm-hmm. Because, alright, so if I'm your nigga and I know you not about them hands, right? And you get to, look, hey, I'm a high beach, right? You wolf, you wolf a lot. Mm-hmm. So now I gotta constantly put hands on niggas, right? This is an, an example, by the way. I'm exact opposite. Yeah, you're going to fuck it, yeah, right. I gotta con- I'm still going to constantly put hands on niggas. But my point is, if you really not, if you really don't want to fight, then don't fight. Because mm-hmm. I'll protect you from that. Aww. Right? Because not only do I like her chicks, I like a prissy girl, which can be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And not mutually exclusive. Right, it's not. And that's crazy because most people don't expect. I know, right? Most people don't expect that. That's hood. But I will fight you and make an appointment to go fix my nails tomorrow. No problem. Correct. Right? Because you just got to know, like, there's certain points where where it's like the yelling is, nigga, come save me. Right? (laughs) Or the yelling is, really, I'm about to fuck her up. Mm -hmm. Right? And then, that's the only thing. Like, and like, I feel like majority of them niggas are simplistic because they don't understand the dynamics that it takes us um, for you to translate hood. You know what I'm saying? Think about, think about how many bitches is locked up in jail, and I mean bitches in all sincerity, but think about how many bitches is locked up in jail, right? They take the L for the niggas. Right, Sorry. because they was there, they set up a nigga to get robbed for their nigga, 
or they set up this for a nigga to get this bag, or they set up this for a nigga to get that. Mm-hmm. Right? That's love. That's dedication. That's that's want to be with you, nigga. I will ride. I will ride the ride. That's a little on the extreme side. Though. That's extreme, but I'm telling you, that's what a woman is in essence, right? I mean, she's going to Bonnie that shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. She's going to Bonnie that shit. Like, if you get to the point, you got to get to the point where she's going to Bonnie, right? Then, like, like for me, I listen to a lot, like, a lot of um, motivational shit and a lot of, like, m- mental shit. I mean, we didn't go into relationships from moving, <laughs> but, like, it's... Man, look, the best advice I ever got was from my grandmother. And I'll tell everybody this, man. Rest in peace, Christine Davis. Um, don't let, don't ever let anybody control your mind. Period. What they think of you is not what you think of yourself. What you think of yourself is how you portray to them. Right? To, to quote the great Kanye West, when he said, I am a God, right? He said, they said, how, you, how do I know I'm a God? He said, because I told you I'm a God, right? In essence, that means I don't care what you think. You think I'm some shit, but I'm great. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much you think I'm some shit, I'm going to always think I'm great. Mm-hmm. So fuck your opinion. And that's why, me personally, I fuck with Kanye West because he's the male ego. Okay, so what do you feel like puts me in the category of hood? Uh, I mean, you, I mean, you have a hood speech pattern. I uh, do? Yeah, you, I mean, you're fluent in the language of, oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you flew okay. in last or not, or a bitch better, or like, uh, what's the other hood language? Um, claps. I think that's what it is. <laughs> claps. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Your eye rolls is spectacular, mm-hmm. right? And we had, if you had a 2K player, <laughs> <laughs> if you had a 2K player, nigga, you know what I'm saying? You... What would that be? Would that be a 90 of these? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about <laughs> 90 eye roll, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> eye roll bash, crazy. Mm. So, but yeah, that's what it'd be like. Um, but if I can get back to the, what, what the topic of hand was, was the moving here. Um, it was a culture shock. It was. Like, and then let's also talk about 1000%. how it took, like, when you when you live where you grew up, you automatically have like a community and a system. But w- when you move, you have to build that from scratch, and I think that was honestly one of the toughest things of moving out here. That we had like no friends. We just went to work and came home. Mm-hmm. We didn't know shit about shit. <laughs> we just lived here, and then that was it. But you know, we had to build a community because when we were both working, when we first moved out here. Remember, I always had to, like, take the L because your job was the higher-paying job. Whenever the daycare called, yeah. I had to take the L. Like, no, I got to call that and stuff because I don't have my mother to go get them or I don't right. got a friend that can go get them. It was a whole from scratch type of thing. She stayed one, throw this shit out there. 
how she the mother from everybody hates Chris. Oh yeah, I know. Man, every time, man. He's like, man, fuck this job. I'm gonna do this shit. <laughs> I 100% be saying that you shit. Act like, <laughs> you act like you be like blowing the call out when the daycare come call and be like, hey, this nigga tripping. It's not even necessarily that I be blown, but now I know my check gonna be a couple hours short. But you act like we were, we was like eating off your check. It wasn't. It was like you was making some, you was making like some good money, but that shit was like. Some side shit like we yeah. can do whatever the fuck we want with this. That's what I always used to say when I worked at all so I used to always be like, This shit don't pay for nothing for real for real. I just be coming in here to pay for my fucking makeup. Yeah, right, to buy some shit from yeah, Alta, right? Yeah, I just work here just to buy shit from Alta because that's really Alta was a very fun company to work for. I know this is like a side conversation again. But yeah, honestly, if you're not a if track. you if you're not a manager, also not You're not making no bread. Yeah, because it at any moment, they need you when it's, um, you know, Black Friday, Christmas, all that. But before that and after that, so like all year, you you get 20, maybe 30 hours a week. Right. So honestly, also it was fun to work at, you know, dress up. I got to go into work looking, you know, face beat, head nice. done, looking, doing the fucking most because if it's just clocking in. Nice. <laughs> but... You know, that was the fun aspect of it. And then I got to, you know, all the new makeup palettes that's about to come out. Right. I could be like, hey, hold me one real quick. I'm about to be up there right now. So, to try to keep it back on topic, like, for me, what I like is, um, I like starting over, which is the complete opposite of you. Yes. She hates starting over. I love starting over. I love starting over. Like... It's the simple fact that I gotta start from the bottom again. I've I'm coming to uh, doing this podcast. I've come to realize that it's a theme, right? I gotta feel like I'm overwhelmed in order for me to like feel like I need to achieve something. I get what you're saying, and I never really thought about it like that until like the podcast. I was able to like put it out on words. And that's wild because um, to be honest with you, um, I got a group of friends right now that probably, to be honest with you, last the longest of the group of friends that you've been around. That's that I've not true. That I've been around? Yeah, think about Are it. Are friends? About, yeah, think about my friends, right? When you first met me, I had money uh-huh and then we got together and i had uh callaway callaway right mm-hmm. and which is your your whole security shit is if i can be around no, no niggas first name yeah that is, that's not even <laughs> first name right um Call- but yeah yeah these if are callaway them. ever hit this my nigga i fuck with you my right callaway is still all love yeah that is um but yeah oh but um what you gonna call it him. Oh, yeah, Kahim. Mm-hmm. Kahim was before you, and he came into... Yeah, me and Kahim was cool. Especially when you left. Me and Kahim was cool, yeah. Yeah, Kahim, my nigga. But, um... Shit. Yeah, this is the longest group of friends that you've had, because they've been since before I had Lennon. Yeah. And he three. Shout out my nigga, him. The doppelganger. Kahim oh, yeah, and Galloway. Yeah, <laughs> hey. Never in the same room at the same time. <laughs> right. 
Man, look, they are definitely doppelgangers. Like, they both, like, uh, like probably, like, five foot four light-skinned niggas. They just look with the this, same, yeah. With the same, the same mentality. Like... <laughs> it's so funny. With the same u- ultra-aggressive mentality. Right, that's my niggas, cuz. I fuck with y'all hard. But I think the difference between you and I, as far as, that word. as far as moving goes, is that I think, well, as far as, like, starting over goes... You you take great pride in the fact that you were able to start all over again. You was able right. to jump and go boom. Life is bomb over here too. Whereas yeah, I, I see, see the I want to see what make this great. Right. Yeah. Whereas I see the hard work it goes in that goes into making life in this next state great as well right. as it was back then. Right. So like, I think that that's the difference. Cause like if we left if we left and moved like you want to move to that state. Um, oh man, I got something. Better. That would be, to you know, play. I'd have to hold on a second. I'd have to, you know, put the kids in because, like, I, I know the neighbors where, you know, where we live at. I know the neighbors. I know the the kids and the kids' parents. You know, I'm in the background, right? I be knowing niggas' background. I know the our our closest couple friends. They Shout like the right. They like no, not them. <laughs> Our closest couple friends, they like six houses away. Everything is real chill. Like, I'm in a PTA. I'm in a mom's group. Shit is very chill. Like, I go to Walmart. I see somebody I know all the time at Walmart. And that's because of connections that I created because we were here. Because, like I said, we moved here with no family, no friends. We knew no one. I hadn't even been in the state before we moved here. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides the twi- <laughs> the two times we came here to scope out where we wanted to live and apply to different places Yo, that was it i had never even been in this state so that's crazy it was so i see all of the work that's come into that that took for me to make connections mm-hmm. to get here to get to this comfortability level whereas you just see that it's chill here now so we could do that again yeah but you also see here that this majority white people they mm-hmm. kind of don't respect black culture at all that is true. I've had some of those issues. Exactly. And that's a fight in itself. Mm-hmm. Right? All right, so look. So since we're talking movie stories. Oh, that's a movie. Mo- <laughs> moving stories, right? All right, so first time I moved up here, we was up here. We ain't got nobody. It's just us, right? Mm-hmm. I'm cool. She cool, right? You know what I'm saying? She's my little hood housewife, <laughs> right? So... uh. I'm outside, niggas arguing. I was like, oh, this shit's feel like home. Niggas out here arguing and shit, come. And it's like, it's two uh, little white bitches and shit. So, yeah, we arguing. Man, you fuck you, bitch. Right? They ain't going crazy. I'm like, oh, man, I feel like home right quick. I wanted to hug them mid-argue. You're stupid. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, Shh. I was homesick before y'all did all this. Thank y'all. All right. I was like, you about to catch an uppercut. You know what I'm saying? So they all did bad bitch for them. This but this when I realized that I'm not home. Right? So it's like, Yeah, bitch, dirty ass bitch. Hey, I hope they locked your ass up, stupid ass bitch. That's where the police come in. Oh shit, niggas called the police. For an argument? Right? I like, oh police about to be here, okay, cuz I'm here. So then they was like, Yeah, that's where the police coming, bitch. You know what I'm saying? You dirty. You know they gonna lock you up. You know you got that heroin on you. Whoa. And I said, oh, <laughs> excuse me, ma'am? Uh, 
heroin? <laughs> wow. Niggas where I'm from just getting locked up for weed, you right. know. Maybe the nigga, you know, if they got crack, oh, they really trying to sell drugs. <laughs> right, right, that's a whole another level. Right. Oh, you really trying to sell drugs? But nigga, ain't nobody out here with the heroin. 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 Like the old niggas you say. And I was like, wow, I am out here in a different atmosphere. Yeah. Well, West Virginia is currently going through their opioid pen. Uh, it's not, I was about to say pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, West Virginia got a lot of overdoses. I mean, it's, it's definitely heroin addicts out here. Yeah. Most definitely. So, what was your second story? Um, I can't remember. What was we talking about before I said the second story? My memory is crazy. I was just talking about moving out here and stuff. If y'all hear my breathing while you're y'all, I promise you it's my asthma doing the most today. If you hear my breathing weird, just know that I'm nasally. Fuck out here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, damn, what's my second story? My second story is better than that first story too. And yet you can't remember. Fuck. You're supposed to like boil your fist up or something if you can't remember. Just some voodoo shit. Man, you be having some voodoo shit. Man, it don't be voodoo. It just be like home remedies and stuff. Damn, that's not voodoo. Nigga, you told me that you should put some potatoes or some onions in a sock. Because it do take the fever away. You always be trying to downplay my shit, young. No, nigga. It does. I promise. On every, it worked. It's worked every time I've used it on the kids. It worked every time my, my mother and my grandma used it on me when I was a little kid. I'm not fucking potatoes and onions. Don't do it for yourself, but I do it for the kids. I'm no problem. I'm going to use Vicks Vapor Rub, nigga. Okay, cool. And I put it on their chest, their back, and their feet and cover it with socks. I did that for you, shit. I think you said it. It be helping, don't it? No. You st- You lie. You still no. lie. <laughs> I still do it, though. But you still lie. It be working. That don't be drawing it out. I just be making sure eight, all my orifices is covered. All your orifices? Is that the right word? No, because that would mean like anything that has a hole in it. Oh, no. <laughs> Nigga, you put Vicks on shit that got holes? Nah, you tripping. Not even to that extreme, but like your ears and your mouth. Oh, nah. <laughs> my bad. Wrong word. Yes. Word of the, wrong word of the day. Orifices. Um, but now I can make my own Vicks. Man, she be capping. I'm serious. The, Great cap. the shower notes I just made, I had to make my own Vicks. With the menthol crystals and the, um... When you say menthol, nigga, I'm thinking of Newports. I don't know why you keep thinking that. <laughs> Every time you say menthol, you be like, smell this. It's menthol. And then be like, bitch, why don't I smell uh, <laughs> Newports? No, like, you don't smell fuck? Newports, though. You smell Vicks. It smell like Vicks once you put it in my nose. But I be like, what the fuck I want to smell Newports for? <laughs> the fuck? I know what Newports smell like. Menthol. Isn't that what they're called? Yes. Oh, all right. I don't really got no other moving stories. Like, um, I know that, uh, um, out here's where I got my most speeding tickets. Hey, when we lived in Maryland and I got a traffic ticket, but it was from a camera, I never paid that shit. I feel like I got mad warrants in Maryland. <laughs> That's Dead ass. I feel like I got mad warrants in Maryland. Like, hella shit. My shit crazy. Okay. That's... Exciting. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being honest. You know, I feel that way. We don't have those here. You don't get. Yeah, it's no traffic cameras. The camera. No, it's a real niggas pulling yeah. over, 
Hey man, shout out uh Coach Rod out here uh doing his job and coaching the football team. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. That's an inside joke. But anyway, it feel like we tailoring down right now. Yeah, that he's gonna be here, Thank you for listening again and obviously um turn in tune in. I said turn in, tune in for next week's topic. I don't even know what it's gonna be, but I literally dun, be trying to wait until that day to think of it. Dun, dun, dun. That's what you said. You like tune in. I didn't say it topic. like that at all. You don't know, you know who we gonna talk about. Dun, dun, dun. Find out next time. Baby, hit end. Oh, all right. So, uh, what's my what's my what's my shit? Hasta. Wow, there was no swagger to that. That is crazy swaggerless. You're not even supposed to pronounce the damn age. How you gonna tell me how to speak Spanish? Oh how many God. years of Spanish have you taken? Three. Twelve. And you've retained none. Not a goddamn thing. It's I took ridiculous. Spanish one for twelve years, my nigga. How the fuck is that even possible? It's easy. You get a C, and then you pick Spanish one again, <laughs> and you get another C, and you keep picking Spanish one. I took Spanish one in eighth grade, Spanish two in ninth grade, and Spanish three in tenth grade. Well, I was fucking up the nosotrosuses, and um. The nosotrosuses, that's not even a word. The weezes. The the we, you mean like the pronoun? Right, no, so trust is we. Man, but look, I know my Spanish one. But you didn't fuck it up, obviously. Right. Anyway, we're supposed to be saying Arsenal so we can get off. Oh, alright. <coughs> this is us. Arsenal Domingo, my nigga. Peace.